0: but I'm the one who judges, and I judge myself for judging other people. And I hear you, and that's okay. Because it's all your trauma-based conditioning. You judge simply because you haven't yet healed the trauma of your conditioning that causes you to think that judgment is justified. Welcome back to Reconditioned with me Lauren Vaknin and you're listening to the Rise series of the podcast where I give you episodes of life coaching tips to hopefully help you rise in your journey of self-development. So today I want to talk about judgment. How have I not done an episode on judgment yet? So contentious, but we all feel it towards others, from others, towards ourselves, and yet we all hate it. So why do we judge? What does judgment mean? How does it affect us spiritually and how can we move away from it? And indeed, what can happen for us when we do? So, we will be getting into all that and lots more. Okay, so I know it's going to be an expansive episode because so many of us hate judgment and yet it's such a big part of our lives. So, let's start with why we feel judgment from others and how it affects us. So, judgment begins with shadow. When we understand shadow, We understand why we judge and why others judge us. So we talk about this a lot here on the podcast, but if you're just tuning in to recondition, shadow is the psychological term for all the things about ourselves that we can't or don't want to see. It's the amalgamation of all the aspects of our true nature that have been rejected by the ego and thus not recognized by the conscious self. In order to understand judgment, we really have to understand shadow these parts of ourselves we can't or don't want to see come down to conditioning. So everything our upbringing has told us is quote unquote bad is what makes up our shadow. So some examples would be if you came from a family who didn't talk about emotions openly, you might judge people who are very open. And on the flip side, if you came from a family who are very open, like my family, you might have judgment towards people who are more private. And once I actually had a client realize through our work that what she thought was her true character where she always held back from showing her true self, keeping herself slightly at arm's length, a little bit reticent, you know, was down to an experience she had at five years old. It was her birthday party and she was so excited and her mum opened the door to the entertainer and she stood at the door clapping and being so excited and her mum and the entertainer laughed at her and during our work she brought that back, she brought everything she'd experienced within conditioning of this aspect of her personality right back to this moment. This very moment that conditioned her into thinking, oh, they're laughing at me. Therefore, this way of behaving must be bad. Therefore, I need to protect myself by not behaving like this. So, the ego mind kicks in. So, every time there's something else that you could potentially be judged for as being too excited, the ego mind will remember that. That reptilian brain will kick in, thinking it is protecting us and it will prevent you from behaving in that way. Again. So that's just a little background on shadow. And perhaps while you're doing this, maybe even pause this episode and bring out your journal and start thinking about which aspects of yourself are based on your shadow and start uncovering some of your shadow. Also, if you go to my website, laurenvacneencoaching.com, all my meditations are there for sale. And there is a shadow meditation there, which really helps take you really deep into exposing your shadow, understanding your shadow, and then integrating it with your higher self. So let's consider female rage here as well when it comes to shadow. So girls are often told, or, you know, taught to be sweet and amenable, and if they're anything other than that, often those girls were told to be nicer, calm down, don't be bossy, etc, etc. And on the flip side of seeing what is bad, it works the other way too. So if you were always praised for being the good girl. All those situations that created opportunity for your parents to tell you you were good, your brain will take those and mark them as very significant. Again, warning your brain that anything to the contrary of that is bad. So you'd stop yourself from doing the bad as a protective mechanism. And here's where it comes in. You'd judge others for acting like that too. Because as children, we're wired to try and do what's needed to be accepted. We have to be accepted into the tribe to survive and our primary objective is to be acknowledged and accepted by our parents or our primary caregivers. It's why we see children who have been abused still trying to please their parents because it's this innate biological thing that we need to be accepted by our caregivers. Now, if we think about it in relation to how we look to aesthetics, if you've always had a mother who was focused on her own weight you know, how she looked, maybe commenting on how others look or even how you look. And even if she didn't comment on you or make you feel bad and she knew that she had to protect you from ever feeling bad because, you know, essentially she's a good mother and she's really trying hard to make you, give you a high self-worth. Even then, if her general modus operandi was to be concerned with the aesthetics herself, she's showing you through her actions, that's what matters to her. So as a good daughter, and that's, for example, like if she's judging other people based on how they look, or she's always complimenting someone who's lost weight or, or looks good in her eyes based on, you know, what we as a society accept to be acceptable um, way of looking physically. So as a good daughter, you want to please her and be accepted by her. So your brain will start believing that unless you look in a way that she deems acceptable based on what she's showed you, conditioned you, that you won't be accepted by her. So you start believing that this is the acceptable way to look and therefore you start judging others who don't fit that mold. The thing with judgment from others or our perception of judgment from others is that once you start doing deep inner work, you realize that three things are happening simultaneously. In the first instance, in reality, most people aren't judging you for what you look like. Most people are just, you know, going about their days, not aware of the thing that you hold so much contempt for in yourself. Now, we obviously do notice things that are extreme because we're wired to notice things that could threaten the survival of the human race. But generally, most people aren't looking at the thing you think they're looking at. How liberated could you feel if you believed this? The second facet to it is that the people who do notice it, which is usually on the whole women, are the ones who are battling their own demons. They're not confident in themselves and they require approval on their external circumstances in order to feel that that transient moment of acceptance. If I look thinner than her today, I'll have a split second of happiness. But is that happiness? We know it's not. So actually we have the upper hand. And we have to have compassion for that person. They're judging you only because they are in constant battle with themselves. We uh, we can see this from shadow. We judge most the thing we see reflected in ourselves. We all know one like this, right? One woman we feel really judged by, one we feel always looks at what we're wearing or how we look. If we've lost weight, she's always kind of looking. Oh, she lost weight. Am I thinner than her today? Am I fatter than her today? Is my outfit nicer than her? Is hers nicer than mine? Oh, she's got a new handbag. Mm. You know, one we feel always looks at every last little bit of what we're doing physically. Now, when you think about that person in your life, consider whether or not that person is in a state of self-love. On the whole, you will find that they're not. And to just think of it as sending compassion their way to help them get into a place of self-love because the more of us that love ourselves, the less of us are going around judging other people. No woman who judges another is ever fully integrated. So from now on, if you feel yourself in that situation of being judged, instead of feeling even more self-conscious, just send love and compassion her way. Wrap her in white light energy and just hope that she gets led towards her own path of integration in the clarity and appreciation You're already on your path. And keep reminding yourself that you do not need to fit into that tribe if it does not serve your highest self. And the third facet, which leads on from the idea of sending her compassion, is that when you reach a deep level, a a level of deep connection to self and to source, no judgment can touch you. You're exempt from judgment. Others may be projecting it, But just as that old philosophical question of if a tree falls in a forest but no one's there to witness it didn't make a sound, the same exists here. This is what I have implemented. If someone judges you but you don't absorb their judgment, does the judgment exist? Quantum physics would say no. We have to have a perception of something in order for it to energetically occur in our bioenergy field. So someone's judging me but I'm not absorbing that that judgment is not touching me. It's not getting anywhere near my bioenergy field. So I'd highly recommend reading Robert Lanz's book, Biocentrism, to learn more about this, because it taught me a lot. It's very, very interesting in terms of perception. But to go back to the fear of being judged, assuming we're not yet in that state of fully being able to not absorb or perceive it, I mentioned before the need to be accepted as children and it's important for us to understand where that fear comes from because we make so many of our decisions based off not wanting to be judged and this goes back to our hunter-gatherer roots because we're tribal beings. We evolved with wiring in our brains that encouraged us towards being included, accepted, part of the tribe, I'm so excited to be working with Block Blue Light again. You guys know I talk about their blue light blocking glasses a lot but I actually have new reason to talk to you about them now. So a lot of you know we're renovating our new house at the moment and we have decided to go ahead and kit out our entire house with anti-blue light bulbs because of how damaging modern lighting is to our health and our sleep. We wanted to change everything modern houses usually have that we never question but that are actually really detrimental to health. So in this case, things like not having dimmers because they release such high EMFs, electromagnetic frequencies, or not having LED or fluorescent lighting anywhere, which seems crazy to everyone because that's just what we're used to. We wanted lights without damaging blue light But in rooms like the kitchen, I really wanted to make sure I still had enough light, especially living in the UK where it gets dark at 4pm in the winter. And this was a little bit of a concern of mine because I still really want the house to be fully functional for modern living. But the Block Blue light team created the world's first biologically friendly day to night full spectrum light bulb. And that's a lighting technology that really closely replicates the same visual colour spectrum as visible natural light from the sun. And this sort of exposure to full spectrum light will increase energy throughout the day and uplifts our mood and increases overall well-being and of course these lights are super low emf and low emf is something i've become hyper aware of in recent years and something we're really trying to focus on with this house so for rooms where we don't need lights that are as bright we've opted for their amber light and taken their advice on things like having floor and table lamps so after dusk we'd only have lights at eye height because our ancestors ancestors would have only had firelight after dusk right and no overhead lighting and we know that when we mimic our natural states as much as possible our health thrives and we wanted to make sure we did this with our new home in every way we could. So they also created the first ever blue light free reading lamp that attaches to your book and it has three brightness settings but no blue light whatsoever so it won't damage my sleep in any way which is life-changing for me because I read in bed every night. Now, this is the third season reconditioned have teamed up with Block Blue Light because we all know that healthy eating is essential and all of that great stuff. But not enough people know of how important reducing our exposure to EMFs is. And I really want to continue sharing this message. Sleep optimization is key to health and these products really maximize that. So you can go ahead and use the code LV20 at checkout on blockbluelight.co.uk for 20% discount across the entire range. Thank you so much to Block Blue Light. And now, an uninterrupted episode. In order to be accepted in the tribe, you have to fit in. But that means something very different now to what it did when we lived on the land. Now it means wearing the accepted clothes, living in the accepted way, having the accepted body type. Even thinking in the same way as your peers, not daring to have a different opinion. But even though our bodies have evolved and our brains now have the neocortex, which our hunter-gatherer ancestors didn't have, the survival emotions still lead the way because our brains are always trying to quote-unquote protect us. 20,000 years ago, if you weren't accepted into the tribe, you would not live. End of. So your brain is literally trying to keep you alive when it puts fear behind the idea of you speaking your truth or wearing something daring or not feeling guilty about not having the accepted body type. Except in the modern world, you don't need to fit into the tribe you were born into in order to survive. You are allowed to go and find your own tribe. You don't need to contort yourself to fit into someone else's box. You are now an evolved human who can make that choice. Even if your brain hasn't evolved as quickly to realize this. I'm conscious that maybe you're now listening to the thinking, but I'm the one who judges. And I judge myself for judging other people. And I hear you and that's okay. Because it's all your trauma-based conditioning. You judge simply because you haven't yet healed the trauma of your conditioning that causes you to think that judgment is justified. It just means that there's integration to do. It means you need to be focusing your energies on healing that trauma and reprogramming that conditioning. But here's the key, not to silence it. When we judge, we usually then judge ourselves for judging and get really, especially if you're on a path of spiritual growth because we're conscious of it. And just that consciousness of, okay, it wasn't necessarily okay to judge means that we're on a path. And then we get really angry with ourselves for judging. But the work here would be in sitting down with our journals and saying, why am I judging this person? What is it about them that is making me want to judge them? And again, to bring it back, you know, I'm not, I don't know how many people are, but I'm certainly not perfect. And this is a constant evolution for me as well. So just to show you how this fits in with me personally, I had this situation myself not long ago. I felt really judgmental of an influencer on Instagram that I know. And when one more thing she shared about how life just worked out for her perfectly really triggered me, I wanted to close the app and not look at the post. And I did that. I came out the app and had that feeling of judgment and anger and and resentment. But then I thought about this and and I asked myself, okay, what is it about this that has triggered me and made me judgmental of her? She'd shared about this particular thing that she wanted to happen for her for a few months before, and lo and behold, here it was. She'd manifested it. And then I realized I hold a lot of shadow around striving, like working really hard for anything to happen or come into fruition. It used to be my MO because I never believed things would happen without effort because I never fully understood energy. When I was judging this woman, I was at a place that I did understand that, but the conditioning and fear ran so deep that it still surfaced as shadow, regardless of how much inner growth I've done. The difference was that I was able to recognize it immediately. So I had a consciousness behind it because I'm human. So it's okay that I had the emotion, but I had the consciousness behind this isn't about her. It is always about me and my shit. So I went on her post and I congratulated her and I did it from the bottom of my heart. And I really spent time on my energy being genuine before I did it, for it really coming from the bottom of my heart. And then I meditated on the shadow aspect to clear it and move back into trust and knowing. So yes, if you're judging, it might mean you're not fully integrated, but very few people on this planet are. So be kind to yourself. The most important thing with judgment is to acknowledge it. Don't silence it. Just be angry with yourself and then stop thinking about it so you don't hear why you're judging it. Sit with your journal and ask yourself the underlying reason behind this judgment. Once you have that, you're in a better place to work on it, which in turn will make you less judgmental. And I can promise you, the less you judge... The less you will feel judged. So let's talk now about the real energetic element of judgment. And not even necessarily judgment towards others, but judgment on situations. Just choosing to look at something in a certain way. Now, I'm choosing to refer to spirituality as energetic or energy, as spirituality encompasses so much, but we've kind of lost sight of the essence of it. And it all comes down to energy. So I'm going to start there. So we're obviously living in a time of extreme fear at the moment, but to lose fear and guilt, we have to lose judgment. We can't be free of those low vibrational emotions and energies if we're coming from a place of judging things. We have to come to the understanding that there is no good or bad or right or wrong. All of these are constructs of the human ego, the judgment that comes from us not being spiritually evolved enough to see that we are all light beings incarnated into human bodies for a very specific purpose. So Zach Bush speaks about that if we move out of these low vibrational energies and emotions and out of that binary 3D linear way of thinking, we will see this dichotomous shift happening for the first time ever, out of fear and guilt. And from there, we can create a new potential for human biology. So why is that? Well, we're made up of 70% water. And we know that water holds memory. So the memory of trauma. And the water in our bodies carries that, which is why we carry the intergenerational trauma of our ancestors. But when we can free ourselves of these low vibration energies like fear and guilt and judgment and scarcity and shame, we start changing the water structure in our bodies to start losing that memory of trauma. And the human race starts collectively vibrating at a higher frequency that allows for continuous healing and a world where there is no dis ease. Wow. Now we're nowhere near that place, but our recent shift we find ourselves in where some people have gone so far into fear and others are so far away from it. This has been for a purpose to start creating this shift. Perhaps without that shock to the system we'd not have gotten there and this situation needed to happen in order for this shift to take place. So in keeping with that let's remember that when we feel judgment towards something We rarely acknowledge that it's not serving us, that it has low energetic vibration that will only hinder us and others. We just believe that there genuinely is something to judge, which is a finite way of thinking. But we operate with infinite potential in an infinite universe of potentiality. There's a quote that Mother Teresa once said that I have used for many years and I come back to every time I feel like I'm judging someone. She said, when you judge someone, you cannot love them. And our core purpose here on this planet is to immerse ourselves in love. To love, to be loved, and to feel love fully. When we operate from that state, that's when we change the physiology from fear to something much higher. When we stop judging, we grow exponentially. So here are some steps of how we can make that happen. So get a paper and pen and write these steps down. So number one, when we feel ourselves judging someone or something is not to castigate ourselves for that emotion, but to acknowledge that our life experience, conditioning, trauma and subsequent worldview were what caused us to make that judgment. The recognition of which hopefully enabling us to be a bit kinder to ourselves And then take our journals and sit and write about that feeling of judgment to get to the bottom of why it's there in the first place. Number two, are you judging this because you were shown growing up that what this person is doing was acceptable to judge? Now, just because a caregiver taught you that, does that make it true? When parents of white children in southern states were told that black people shouldn't be treated the same, did it make it true just because their parents said so? Number three, are you judging it because it's a deep part of your own shadow, i.e., something you are unable to accept in yourself that you see in this other person? Now, that will take some deep inner digging to get to the bottom of and to really recognize. So make sure you allow yourself to be open. Number four, can you spend time assessing what it is at its core about this person or situation that you are really judging? Number five, Then can you decide the steps you need to take to amend this and bring you into a place of love? Number six, practice sending love and compassion to anyone you feel is judging you. Number seven, one step further, can you send compassion their way but put up your bioenergy field around you that stops you from absorbing their judgment because we are only affected by what we perceive? Number eight, what could you do daily to move yourself into love And out of judgment. We are human beings. We aren't operating at perfection and we're not meant to be. But we can keep trying, keep striving to be better, to be kinder, to be more compassionate, and of course to judge less. And we get that only when we acknowledge shadow in ourselves. When we acknowledge why we have certain emotions or responses, it makes it easier to heal them and to move forward with more positive patterns and then acknowledge the greatness within our potentiality to grow and heal and if it's you who feels judged perhaps acknowledge that anyone is judging you is on their own journey and not yet integrated and the last thing I want you to do is ask yourself how would I live my life differently and what choices would I make differently if I let go of my fear of being judged and I'll end with this just to remember that love heals so that is it from me i hope that you enjoyed this episode most of us judge or feel judged and so i hope it resonates with you um as deeply as doing this work with my spiritual teacher on judgment has resonated with me and has changed my life very profoundly so sending love to all of you remember to subscribe Um, to find out to get alerted when we release new episodes and sending you love and send you so much gratitude for tuning in today Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the episode and thank you also for taking responsibility for your well-being by listening to podcasts like this. It's something I really appreciate. And before you go, I just wanted to remind you to check out the Recondition Your Life Academy at laurenvacneencoaching.com. It's a 12-week course that I run three times a year for small tribes of like-minded women. If you love anything you're hearing here on the podcast, this course will serve you so so deeply everything from inner child healing divine feminine healing and health optimization to how to find your purpose and how to find or cultivate conscious relationships and so much more check out all the testimonials on the website from some very happy previous academy members the growth and healing available in this course really is unique just head over to the website and make sure to get your name on the waiting list for when we launch the next semester sending so much love your way